Welcome to Calling All Brides Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Cirillo, with over 40 years experience in the wedding industry, from an owner of a wedding event rental company, to a DJ, and to a wedding videographer. And I'm your host, DJ Michael Joy. I have, check this out, 30 years of being a DJ. Trust me, there's nothing I haven't seen or heard at a wedding. All right, well, welcome back into the Calling All Brides podcast. I'm your host, Joe Cirillo, and today we are going to explore the pros and cons and the etiquette of the cash bar beverage model. Yes, that's right. We're going to talk about cash bars at your wedding and everything that you need to know. So we all know that weddings are a major financial investment, right? With the average wedding costs in the United States hovering around $30,000, so a wedding requires a significant amount of money, right? And food and drink are often the biggest parts of a wedding budget. So let's discuss the two types of bars that you will typically see at a wedding, right? You're gonna have an open bar and a cash bar. So an open bar means exactly what it sounds like. The bar is open for your guests to drink and there is no cost for your guests for the drinks that they consume. Now on the other hand, a cash bar is the complete opposite. Your guests will have to pay for each drink that they wish to consume just like they're at a restaurant or a bar, right? Okay, so while passing off the alcohol cost to your guests might sound tempting, right? A cash bar wedding comes with some headaches and that's what we're gonna talk about today, right? So your guests might not be entirely used to this beverage model of a cash bar since most weddings that most people attend do in fact come with open bars. Open drinks, there's no one there telling them you know, how many drinks they can have, all that kind of good stuff. It's open, right? Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have a cash bar, but it makes introducing to your guests the idea about having a cash bar, you need to do that long before your big day. It's gonna be really crucial that you introduce them to the cash bar ahead of time. So that way they're not surprised when they get to your wedding expecting an open bar, okay? So it's gonna be important that you weigh the pros and the cons of cash bars at your wedding, and if you do choose to have one, that you understand the etiquette surrounding it, okay? All right, so first, let's talk about the pros of a cash bar at weddings. The biggest pro, of course, by far, is the money savings. I mean, like we said, I mean, weddings cost a lot of money. You're gonna save a lot of money if you have a cash bar, because you're not gonna have to pay for all those alcohol costs. You're not gonna have to pay for the bartending service, you know, the liquor, the beer, the wine, whatever you choose, you're not gonna have to pay for it, okay? Because you're passing on the cost of the bar to your wedding guests, okay? Um, now, this also allows for couples who might not drink, okay? to kind of stay true to your values, right? Because you're not providing alcohol if you don't believe in alcohol, and that's perfectly fine. We're not saying that you need to by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, you stick true to your values. But this way, if you do have a cash bar, it still allows you to have alcohol at your wedding, still allows your guests who enjoy alcohol and drink alcohol the option to have it instead of not having it at all at your wedding, okay? So technically, you know, having a cash bar at your wedding will free up your funds, right? That you could be used somewhere else in another priority 
category that you have. Maybe you want, you know, extravagant flowers. Maybe you want to add a wedding video. Maybe you want a band, whatever. And, you know, you've got some extra freed up funds now. If you don't have to pay for the alcohol, you know, it will help in that factor. But you're going to need to make sure that your guests know that they're going to have to pay to drink at your wedding. Okay. And we'll go a little bit deeper into that on how you can actually kind of, you know, tell your guest, um, you know, about your cash bar, if that is the route that you choose. All right. Now the cons of a cash bar at a wedding, probably the biggest con of a cash bar is pretty much speaks for itself, right? It goes against the core meaning of hospitality. If you're inviting someone to something like your big special day, you should be prepared to host them. That means that you should be prepared to pick up the tab for the alcohol if you're hosting them. Okay, that's the hospital thing, hospital thing to do. Um, however, doesn't mean that that's what you have to do. But that's you know probably going to be uh, you know one of the the biggest cons is that people are going to expect that you're picking it up, right? Okay. Um, the other thing is too is it may interrupt with the flow of the evening because if bartenders are mixing drinks and then having to run credit cards and you know take cash and all that there's going to be lines just like there would be at a typical bar and it might hold up service you know things like that so just you know be cautious just think about if you are going to have a cash bar what some of these cons could be all right now if you are going to have a cash bar let's talk about some tips and etiquette that you might want to think about um, you know, when you have a cash bar. So when faced with a choice between a cash bar or no bar at all, you know, I would definitely go with the cash bar, you know, um, because if you're asking people to stay, you know, late into the evening to, you know, 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, and there's no alcohol at, at the wedding, um, you know, people might be leaving the door pretty early in the evening. Okay. So it's better to have, you know, a cash bar, um, than to have nothing at all. Um, and now again, this is completely your choice. I'm not saying that you have to have alcohol at your wedding because there are plenty of weddings that I've been involved in that do not have alcohol at them and they go perfectly fine and all's good and dandy. Okay. So don't, uh, think that I'm saying you have to have alcohol. I'm just saying that, you know, if you're faced between the choice and you're, you're kind of weighing the two, you know, go with the cash bar. That way you have, you give the option to the people who drink. Um, you know, as opposed to, you know, just not having the option at all. All right. One thing you want to do is you want to make sure that your venue and your vendors can support a cash bar. Okay. Cash bars are going to work best at venues that are already set up with some sort of in-house electronic sales systems, you know, some kind of process for handling multiple customer transactions, you know, restaurants, country clubs, things like that. They're kind of more suited to being able to to handle a cash bar, uh, you know, than, you know, let's just say like a backyard wedding or something, right? Um, you know, so it, it's going to make it more difficult to coordinate, you know, with an off-premises caterer if you need them to take, um, you know, cards and, and things like that. All right. Now, like I said earlier, I want to give you some tips on how you can tell your guests before the wedding about your cash bar. Okay. So you want to be sure that you communicate that you're having a cash bar. Um, you know, so that way your, your guests know exactly what's going on. The way you can do that is putting the information on your wedding invitation suite. Uh, you can do it on your wedding website. So that way, once the event arrives, um, you know, everybody's on the same page with you. 
Okay. Um, if you're providing any kind of transportation from a hotel, uh, or you're gonna have guests staying at a hotel and you have some sort of welcome bag, uh, that would be a great opportunity to remind folks, hey, don't forget, you know, bring your wallet with you, stop by the lobby, ATM, something like that, before you hop on the shuttle, before you leave the uh, hotel, that kind of thing. So that way they're prepared either with a credit card or with cash, depending on what uh, you're gonna be able to uh, take there for the cash bar, okay? All right, when it comes to phrasing about the cash bar, you really wanna aim for simple. You don't wanna get too complex into this, okay? Um, you know, something simple like, we're so excited to host you for dinner, unfortunately we can't host the bar, so please feel free to bring cash or a credit card for alcohol beverages. Okay, uh, another one would be like, if you wish to participate in beverages throughout the night, please bring a credit card or cash to enjoy the bar. Uh, another one would be, unfortunately, we can't host the bar, but please know they will accept cash or credit cards. Okay, just very easy, very simple. You know, you're, you're just letting your guests be aware of what's going on. And uh, so that way they're not surprised, you know, uh, you know, that way they can bring cash or credit card, whatever, so they can enjoy drinks if they so do choose to. Okay. All right. So let's talk about ways to cut costs on a wedding, uh, on wedding alcohol without having a cash bar. Okay. So many couples think that cash bars are the only option for cutting wedding day alcohol costs. Okay. But that's simply not true. There are several ways to host an open bar without spending a fortune at your wedding. Okay. So one of the ways you could do that is you could close the bar during dinner and just do like a wine service or something. Um, so that way you're not having the bar open the entire evening, okay? Uh, another way is to close the bar early, uh, before the end of the night. You know, you could close it an hour before, you can close it 30 minutes before. Um, that way, again, you can save um, by, you know, kind of cutting the amount of time that the bar is open. Uh, another thing that you can do is you can avoid liquor altogether and just only serve beer and wine. If you do that, I can tell you for sure your costs are going to come down because the liquor costs are going to be way higher than the beer and the wine cost. Okay, so that is definitely something that you could do. Uh, another option is if you still want to have a little bit of liquor, but you don't want to have a full open bar with liquor, you could consider offering one or two signature cocktails that will have uh, liquor in them. That way, and just limiting the rest of the menu to beer and wine, things like that, you know, sodas, uh, juices, water, whatever. But if you have the signature cocktails, that way you can, you know, you can have a specific number of signature cocktails that you're going to give out, and that's it. That way there's not an open bar full of uh actual liquor that's going to be poured, that kind of thing, which will in turn help control those costs. Okay. All right. Well, I hope that in this episode, we provided some insight regarding cash bars, you know, just kind of some tips, some etiquette, some pros, some cons, all that kind of good stuff. Also, uh, you know, some other ways to save a little bit of cash if you are going the open bar route. And again, if you choose not to have alcohol at your wedding, perfectly fine as well. We are not saying that that is something that you have to do. We respect each couple. Each couple is different in their situation, but we're just trying to provide some information to help you if you are considering a cash bar or you are considering ways to save money on an open bar. Uh, I do want to mention that we have a previous podcast episode where we talk about all the risk of having alcohol at your wedding, okay? Because having alcohol at your wedding 
comes with risk, guys. It's just like uh, a restaurant or a bar that serves alcohol, and then unfortunately something bad happens. Maybe you know a drunk driver uh, that you that was at the restaurant that you know served at the bar goes and gets in a wreck and kills somebody. Um, unfortunately, those things we don't want to think about them happening, but. On a rare occasion, they do happen, guys. And so if you are going to have alcohol at your wedding, we have a whole episode talking to you about, you know, things you might want to be cautious about. You know, you might want to think about providing some sort of transportation, um, you know, for your guest. If you have a venue that is kind of far out, you know, having like a shuttle service or something like that that shuttles people back and forth. So that way they don't have to worry about driving. Uh, you know, we've got Uber and, and uh, all those kind of car services that do things like that, that you can always call. Uh, you know, you've got wedding venues. Typically, if you've got somebody who is intoxicated, uh, you know, has their car, typically, if you chat with the venue, they will let you leave that car there and go pick it up the next day because the last thing the venue wants is that intoxicated person to get on the road. So we talk a lot about that, a lot of different things you can do, uh, you know, to help with that. We talk about other things, even if you are going to have an open bar, you could have tickets and give drink tickets out, you know, and only allow a certain number of drinks, maybe two drinks per person to try to keep people's alcohol levels down. So that way, um, you know, they're, they're not intoxicated when they hit the road later after leaving your wedding. So we talk, uh, you know, just a lot of different tips there. Uh, we also talk about making sure that you protect yourself by having some sort of insurance, okay? There are in special event insurance policies that you can purchase just for your wedding. It's just a little, you know, safety to kind of put in the back pocket. It's just like those uh, insurance policies that you see, like if you book a cruise or some sort of, uh, you know, travel um, Airbnb or something like that, or, you um, you know, airline trip, uh, you see it with all kinds of things. Heck, nowadays you even see it with concert tickets. You know, if you get sick or something crazy happens, they'll insure it and give you your money back. Well, it's the same kind of thing. You want to make sure that you have some sort of insurance policy. So that way, if, you know, something bad does happen, you've got insurance and you're not going to get crazy sued and lose everything that you've worked for. Okay. You need to protect yourself guys. Um, I'm telling you, you know, if you, if you look around, especially where we are here in Columbia, South Carolina, we've had a lot of restaurants and bars closed because of the alcohol insurance, because of drunk drivers that got served too much alcohol. Then they go out and they kill somebody and then the bar gets sued and you know, they just can't handle those premiums on those insurances anymore. And they, they close because, you know, it's serious stuff. And so we want you to be protected if you have alcohol at your wedding. So make sure that you look into those uh, policies and see what you can do to protect yourself. Um, so that way, uh, hopefully something bad does not happen, but you need to be protected in the event that it does. Okay. All right. So make sure that you are tuning into the Calling All Brides podcast. New episodes every Tuesday. We are going to have all kinds of great interviews coming up from uh, vendors, from uh, venues, photographers, um, all kinds of things to help you out, help answer your wedding questions, and help in your wedding planning journey. Now, I'm going to ask you a favor. Please give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast app that you're listening on right now. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iHeartRadio, please go in hit those stars, give us a, a, a good rating and review. Uh, it really helps push our content 
out to other couples just like you that are looking for wedding planning help. We have many, many years of experience in the wedding industry, and we want to bring all of that knowledge to you to help you planning your dream wedding, save money, give you some good ideas and tips and tricks and things to help you along. All right, if you have any questions in your wedding planning journey, please drop us an email at the Calling All Brides Podcast at gmail.com or reach out on our social media channels. We'd love to interact with you. We'd love to take your questions. We'll even build an episode around your questions, okay? So reach out to us. Uh, you know, hey, if you just want to even just drop a line and say, hey, I'm, I'm listening. I really got some uh, good information from, uh, you know, X episode or whatever. We'd love to hear from you guys. It really, you know, Bringing that positive vibe is is what we're trying to do. We're trying to build a community between our couples and our wedding vendors to uh, just come together and help each other out. So that is our goal, and that is what we like to do. So I am your host, Joe Cirillo. Have a great day. I will talk to you on the next episode of the Calling All Brides podcast. Have a great day. Great episodes coming up, and we've got a whole lot more. So make sure you stay tuned to the Calling All Brides podcast.